everybody has their time and everybody has a, a certain way of doing podcasts. I have my way, you know, just like I have a formal way of doing my long form podcast. But in this case, this podcast style, I'm noting it as unscripted. So it, when you see unscripted in the podcast list, then, you know, it's just something that's getting shot straight from the hip. I got three things I want to talk about today. I'm not going to be in front of you long as they say in church. I'm not going to be in front of you long. And what I got to say from my heart. But seriously, I'm not going to be in here long talking about too many things. Um, just two things that kind of, they're kind of the same. It makes you think, hmm, you'll say, hmm. But one is just like, let's call it a movie review because it's something I want to talk about. I want to benchmark this in, in time. So this weekend, I took my son and a couple of his friends to go see the new Spider-Man movie. And I was like, okay, I, I saw the trailers. You, know, you kind of understood what was going on, that he kind of messed with the spell that Doctor Strange was, was casting. And then it just becomes a great mess. Now, I'm not going to fill this, this conversation with a lot of spoilers or anything like that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to even try to say anything to influence anyone to not see it maybe or ruin it for someone but i will say they took everything spider-man i do mean everything and if you understand what spider-man originally looked like his costume then you understand what i'm saying i say everything spider-man and they put it in this movie and they they did it in a way that it was it was it was great it was freaking awesome I enjoyed it and I, I'm, I'm 52 I'm not a kid but I felt like a kid as I watched this movie I, it had a, an adult feel to it the drama but it had the same sense of this is still a Marvel comic Marvel is turning a new direction I think in how they cinemize I don't think that's a real word but <laughs> they cinemize their movies to tell the story it's getting better and they have a movie coming out i think it's called morbius about a vampire okay i'm telling you right now i got to see this movie i definitely want to see this movie because uh wow but anyway going back to the all things spider-man so to speak they hit everything if you are a true fan of spider-man including the enter the spider-verse spider-man then you know when certain things are said, they say, <laughs> aha, there is. But like I said, this is not a spoiler filled review. It's just my opinion of the movie. If you haven't seen it, go see the movie. It is an outstanding movie. I went to that movie to say this. All right, I seen the last one. It was okay. That kind of felt like, hmm. And I know how it ended with, you know, Mysterio, which, which could easily been dispelled but anyway not my socks off marvel and <clears throat> oh boy they did and i'm like okay it was great as a matter of fact i like to call these moments an in-game moment because when tony snart did the final snap brought everyone back and you know and died man i was like wow see he was the glue of that particular marvel universe or heroes in their version of the marvel universe Whereas there was a couple moments that made me say, oh, oh, whoop, whoop. I felt choked up. Now, there, there's three things. Well, I'll say three things. Two things 
that separated the different Spider-Man. Okay, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie, there were a couple things. But by the end of this movie, it tied all these Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies, however you want to say it. It tied them all together because certain things were said, certain things happened to give you that same nostalgic feel. Now, when it's said and done, I can only give it four out of five stars. And the reason why I can only give it four out of five stars, because there are some questions out there. Once again, Peter's motive for what he wanted to do didn't really make sense to me because to me that would create a butterfly effect. But maybe I'm just overthinking it. But nonetheless, go see the movie. It's a great freaking movie. On to the next topic. Uh, we're going to jump into this one. T. Wood, Tyron Woodley. You just got knocked the funk out. And not only did you get knocked the funk out, you asked for that ass whooping, bro. You asked for it. Now, who am I? I'm the MMA quarterback or a couch potato guy, whatever. I can say whatever I want to say. I'm... I've been in the cage. I understand. Maybe not at your level, but I understand. I do understand. I've been a cage fighter. I've been a boxer. I've been a wrestler. I understand. But I also understand one thing. You never enter a fight half cocked. You never enter the fight ready to lose. You enter the fight with all intents and purposes of winning. He made a statement that after the second fight where he went to sleep, you know, he had a slumber party with Jake Paul. Jake Paul wanted to stay up all night, you know what I'm saying? After the slumber party, he goes and tells his people, the fire is back. No, dog, you need to stop. Stop. Don't let the law. No, no, no. Stop. Because one, in the manner that you went to sleep, Man, listen here. The inside of your heels were laying on the floor. You were gone, bruh. Out. And your face, nose, eyes, whatever. Well, when your eyes, because your lids were closed. You got, dude, you got starched, my G. You straight up, hey, you went gone. Gone. You gave Jake Paul the ability to talk mad trash. And I'm going to caveat this into my next topic. USC which is the ultimate goal of every MMA fighter. Go to the UFC. But after I've seen some UFC fighters transition to other places, such as Bellator, I'm starting to question maybe some of these UFC fighters aren't all that. And somehow, matter of fact, I'm going to say somehow, this is what I know. This is what I know. I know in lower level promotions, they have people that they say, hey, you want to fight? No problem. How much experience you have? No problem. Because they're doing that to pad people's resume, records, so to speak. I've seen people who had no business in the cage <laughs> they could fight because they want to wear the fighter shirt. They want to be in the bar. So, yeah, I'm a cage fighter. <laughs> and, that's, and I've seen that. And I think the UFC is the same way. They let certain people come into the promotion just to pad other fighters' resumes, aka records. Why? Because they want to drum up pay-per-view money. They got generated somehow because you're not getting the same. They got stars right now. Well, I don't say stars. They have champions right now. I don't know who the fuck these people are because I don't watch it like that. And 
I'll be honest with you. You had good stars that they just treated bad. You know, Mighty Mouse Johnson. He's in other promotions doing well. He's probably one of the few who've gone on to other promotions to do well. There's, there's a couple others. But, for example, Ben Henderson, Strikeforce champion. I want to say he was a he was a champion in the UFC as well until he ran into his same person that destroyed him in Strikeforce, destroyed him in the UFC. He had his Achilles heel, so to speak, and just couldn't beat him. And then went over to Bellator. And same thing. He, he was just there on hype. And another thing like, what? Anyway, I'm not saying he wasn't a good fighter. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying maybe he was built better than what he really was. Which is maybe main reason why Dana says no. He's not going to let any of his top build fighters fight Jake Paul. Simply because it would be a huge embarrassment if he would beat them. Now, MMA is different from boxing. We know this. Simply because boxing is just hands. MMA, you can get caught with a knee. You can get caught with an elbow. You can get caught with a leg. You can get kicked. Okay? Everything but biting and scratching the eyes out is pretty much what you're going to you know, and see once you're in that cage when they start doing that. But boxing, that skill, head speed and power. And yes, you have to have it in MMA too, but still, to get knocked out, with some 14 ounce gloves, 12 ounce gloves. Bruh. I mean, I don't know how heavy the gloves were or how, what the way the gloves were. I just know that Tyron Woodley went to sleep. And that other dude, I can't think of his name, he went to sleep as well. Now you got Jorge Masvidal trying to jump in. And you got uh, Bronson, I guess. I don't know if he's, yeah, he's trying to get some too, but then it's saying no. I'll be honest with you. You kind of let Conor McGregor do it. And he got his ass whooped. He did get beat. He got beat by a smaller fighter. Okay, because he left his comfort zone, quote unquote. He left what he was king at to go to where Money Mayweather was king. And what happened? He got pieced up. So I don't think it's a good thing to talk like you're like this, that, and the other. I'm a striker. Well, if you're a striker, then you should be at the box. No. Striking and boxing is different, although the techniques are the same in certain aspects. You know what? It's not. I watch people get starched. I watch people get knocked unconscious in the UFC and Bellator, in the cage in general. Just like you see people get knocked out in, in the ring, but it's, it's just a different style of technique. Because you have to worry about that leg and block it high for that leg to come kick you in your face, make you cockeyed, jack up on your eyes, you know, things of that nature. You don't have to worry about that. You just gotta worry about them hands, the speed of them hands, the power of them hands, how to manipulate the body when you turn certain angles. And right now, Jake Paul's getting better because he knocked the spit off that motherfucker, man. I'm telling you right now, go ahead and do a freeze frame when he get hit. All that sweat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm starting to think right about now. Dana White might understand that this is something regardless of how much money he can make could be a public embarrassment to the UFC. And while Bellator has good fighters who tend to still want to come to the UFC, I don't know. I think you're just going to be padding somebody else's resume if you're not that good. And, I, and I, I'll be honest with you. I will be Amanda Nunes when I saw her walking out to the cage. I said, she's going to lose. And I'm going to tell you why I said she's going to lose. Because she did not 
have that same look. Now, I don't know if they're going to say, hey, Tidy holding two belts. You just need to hold one. Go ahead and take this L. Maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. Maybe she didn't train. And I've seen some other articles where they said, you know, if you get her out the first round, she's not that good. And that might be true, too. But Juliana Pena ain't all that. She's okay. She can handle hers. But she's not all that. I've seen better fighters. Much better fighters than her. Lose to Amanda Nunez. So, I don't know. Holly Holmes, better. Way better. Now, I might be personally biased when I say this, but Misha Tate, <laughs> slightly better. Give or take the pen. She's got, she's, she's pretty well-rounded. But, I, <laughs> I'll just say this and I'm going to let this thing go. Dana White's probably not letting his main card fighters fight him because he doesn't want to face the embarrassment of one of his fighters getting knocked out by a YouTuber former Disney dude. So that's that. And I want to thank y'all for listening to my latest podcast, podcast, <laughs> my latest podcast called Unscripted. And I hope y'all have a great day. It's a week before Christmas. Hey, although I'm not in the Christmas spirit fully, I still know it's the giving season. So, hey, make sure that you have somebody close to you and don't spend that day, that special day, those two special days, the 24th and 25th alone. And hey, if you are by yourself, you need to talk to somebody. Message me on Facebook, Brian Matthews. Not Brian Matthews Sr., but the podcast.